Apostates Anonymous, the show you turn to when you're no longer an evangelical, with your hosts, hosts, authors Keith Giles and Matthew J. DiStefano. Back to another episode of Apostates Anonymous with your hosts, Pastor Masters, aka Keith Giles, and myself, Matthew <laughs> DiStefano. What's good, my man? Hey, hey, you don't give away my secret. Yeah, um, he's already been on the show. Don't worry, he's been. Yes, that's true. Uh, yeah, well, you know, uh, other uh, considering everything else that's going on in the world, um, uh, yeah, I guess I'm doing all right. We had a uh, we had another mass shooting. So it seems to be a daily occurrence. And yeah, this is the the hospital, the hospital one, right? In yeah, Tulsa? in uh, sorry, I'm drinking my coffee here in in Derek's neck of the woods. Now, listen, um, I just found out today that there's a girl um, or a woman, a woman that's in um, my square two group, and she worked at that hospital. She works I mean, oh, for real? at the hospital. Luckily, it wasn't the building that she was in yeah. that the guy shot up, but she could have been. I mean, that's really scary. Yeah, it's it's scary because it's like, even if you aren't from there, you're like every every sector of American life is affected. So you know, people who have children that go to school, you have to worry yep. about that. My wife's an RN; she works at a hospital. That's yeah. So it's like, uh, everyone shops at a grocery store. The thing in Buffalo, yep. you know, so. Everywhere you go, yeah, there's no safe then, place. Churches, exactly. movie, movie Churches, theaters, um, parades, people dri- driving cars down the middle of parades and taking people out. You know, anytime yeah. you go to a festival or a farmer's market or whatever, yeah, that's it's, true. Man. Um, it's, it's fucking crazy. insane, but at least we have a solution, and um, <laughs> that's gonna bring us to our sponsor. Well, good. I'm glad we finally have a solution. I can't wait to let's, hear what this is. Let's hear from. Let's hear a word from our sponsor, and maybe we can discuss this solution. Hello, dear ones. This is Pastor Masters, and I want to talk to you about gun violence. We all know that the only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a bigger gun, but with the alarming increase in shootings recently, you can't always be there to protect your family with your own trusted firearm. That's why I'm so thrilled to recommend our new 24-7 Hedge of Protection Insurance Plan to help protect you and your children from gun violence. Whether it's a school shooting here, a church meeting there, or a hospital somewhere else, you can get overwhelmed trying to pray over your own children. But with Hedge of Protection, you can sleep peacefully at night knowing that our experienced team of thoughtful prayer warriors is sending thousands of thoughts and prayers to wrap you and your children in layers of God's invisible protection. For just $99 a month, you'll receive constant thought and prayer coverage to keep your family safe. And when you order, be sure to use the coupon code APATHY and we'll send extra thoughts and prayers to comfort the grieving families around the nation who have already lost loved ones. So you can focus more of your valuable time on things that really matter, like reading your Bible or volunteering at church. Just go to hedgeofprotection.com today to make sure you and your children stay safe from gun violence in America. It's the only way. So what do you think? 
Well, um, apparently it's the only way. (laughs) It was interesting to, um, you know, we get these sponsors on the show and we do our vetting process and everything, but we try, yes, we we try our, our hardest. And I was thinking, you know, either this is a really good system for a hundred dollars a month yeah, or the at-home vasectomy kit for $20 is <laughs> it's really not good. It's a much better deal though. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes you, you, you get what you pay for. That's true. Yes. So for those who haven't listened, please go back and listen. We had an <laughs> ad for an at-home vasectomy kit for your boys. <laughs> Only $20. And I kind of, I, I cringe at that. <laughs> I cringe yeah. a lot of things, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, the thoughts and prayers. Uh, in all seriousness, um, I mean, we're not making light of anything. Just, I guess, the thing we're making fun of is the so the so called solution that certain yeah. people the response um, yeah. the response to the gun problem in America. It's kind of like one of those things where I, I was it Einstein who says the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. I'm not sure if it was who said it, but yes, uh, yeah, but but it is very point, true. The point being is that we continue with these thoughts and prayers and shootings continue to happen. So uh, I don't know, maybe it doesn't work or yeah. I don't know, maybe we should try an actual solution. Right. I love how um, the problem is never the gun, even though it, the problem is, is, is shootings. So it's, but the gun is never the problem. And the solution is never to remove the guns. So um, you can you can entertain any other uh, cause. It, it's 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 like I, I just heard this the other day. Someone someone on Facebook was trying to say, "Oh, it's the lack of fathers uh, that all of these kids grew up in uh, homes with without a father." Although then immediately that was debunked. There was like several articles written that debunked that that's not true. That the, that all the shooters grew up in broken homes. Um, then, then, you know, it's, it's violent video games. It's the mental health crisis. And this is the, this is the one, the mental health one is the one that actually kind of bothers me because typically when, in fact, I just, I think I even heard uh, a lot of Republicans here in Texas say this and governor Abbott being one of them um, that, Oh, it's, this is a mental health problem. Says the guy says the governor who slashed uh, funding for mental health services like mm-hmm. to nothing. Right. And so like, okay, if you really believed that, that, okay, this is not a gun problem, this is a mental health problem, then why aren't you throwing all the money that you can if you give a crap about solving the problem? Then, okay, then let's see you pass you know measures that will start funding mental health services in Texas because that would solve the problem. But then you don't do that. You, no. you don't apologize for cutting the funding. You don't take responsibility and saying, yeah, you know, I'm the one that cut the funding down to nothing. And, um, and then the shooting happened. By the way, what Governor Abbott also did if just a few months before the, this shooting in Uvalde was like he passed seven different things that essentially made it possible for an 18-year-old to buy an assault rifle um, that you did not, the open carry for everybody in the state. You no longer need a permit to carry a, a firearm anywhere in Texas. Like, Oh, what could go wrong? Um, like all these other things. And so, but to not take responsibility for, Hey, is there some correlation between, you know, a, a month before this shooting, I passed all these measures, making it easier for 18 year old kids to buy assault rifles 
and to carry them open openly in public without permits. Um, and then the shooting happened like, huh, could there be a connection or correlation there? I don't know. Well, and let's, let's go back to the mental health thing. Let's assume that it is an entirely a mental health issue. Um, as someone who has worked in social work with people who have mental health, um, why would you allow them to have access to weapons when they are suffering from some sort of mental health disorder or disease? So if that's the if that's really the issue, and and I'm I'm not saying it's not, I'm saying that, yeah there there is a mental health aspect of this. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you would certainly eliminate the ease of access to weapons that can cause such devastating results, right? It's yeah. like you know if you I'm trying to think of it an analogy, but I'm sure if you if you thought long and hard enough and you weren't on the air and trying to not have dead air of me thinking for an analogy, <laughs> you could come up with an easy one. It's like if if kids were all driving cars and getting into accidents, you'd say, Oh well, it's just it's not it's not the car issue. It's 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 you know, it's the immaturity of the child. Well, yeah, but don't make it easy for them to drive cars, <laughs> you know? Right. So No, that's it, a great analogy. It is like, okay, let's say let's say that um the governor of a certain state um, decided to pass a measure that you no longer needed a driver's license. You didn't have to take, you didn't have to pass a written test. You didn't have to pass like an in-person, you know, use test, actually see, uh, have, have an instructor see you, you yeah. know, using the car, the vehicle. No uh, age limit. No age <laughs> limit. No, it, what, this is, this is restricting your freedoms, right? Everybody right. has the right to drive. So, you know, you, no, no age limits, um, anybody can can drive a car. Why not? No license required. And then you know, you pass that measure, and then right after that, you have a whole bunch of kids like crashing their cars into people's houses and running people over on the sidewalk and killing them. You know, they they themselves are dying in car accidents. And then they go, huh? Well, maybe the solution would be that we don't just allow. First of all, maybe we need age limits um, on these on these dangerous, deadly vehicles. Maybe we should reinstate licenses maybe we should make them pass a written test um and an in-person instructor you know led you know test like that would be common sense and that's what we're talking about this common sense gun laws and and i just saw today um this is i don't know how how far reaching it is but that there that more conservative republicans um, who in the past have been in favor of supporting the NRA and, and, and against gun, you know, any gun laws are now starting to say that now they would be open to saying, yeah, maybe we do need to like, let's go back and ban assault rifles because after Clinton banned assault rifles, you know, years ago, mass shootings and gun violence dropped considerably and really has only been on the uprise since George W. Bush removed the, the assault weapons ban. So yeah, that I mean you can just look at the statistics. Let, uh, assault weapons ban sounds like a good idea. There's no good. Re- in fact, even Ronald Reagan said this. Everybody's favorite, every conservative's favorite president uh, in recent times, other than before Trump. You know, Ronald Reagan said that although he supported everyone's right to own a firearm for sports shooting and uh, hunting, that no no one needed an assault rifle. No one needs an M16 or an AK47. There's just no reason to have one of those. Um, so this is just common sense stuff, right? So, uh, when you, and again, like what we're saying, like, okay, yeah, maybe, maybe 18, maybe you have to be 21 
to buy a deadly weapon. That that makes sense. Well, there's plenty of common there's plenty of common sense measures, and the problem is that there's a certain portion, generally conservatives, generally Christians, a certain portion of the population that is so conspiratorial and fear-based that yeah. any sort of legislation they see as the slippery slope toward communism yeah. and or <laughs> socialism you know one of these big scary oh, words that the first thing hitler did my friend was to, right. to, to confiscate weapons yes and it's like okay you could go that route or you could look at australia and they yeah. banned these weapons in 96 yeah, and they is it yeah, yeah two thousand six or ninety six. It's been a fucking long time, and they haven't had a mass shooting since. Yeah, it's been like fifteen, twenty years since yeah. they, since they did that, and yeah, they had they haven't had anything. Like and that Australia since. is not some communist, socialist, Marxist <laughs> dictator. No. You know, it's 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 like there's there's that portion of it, and then there's I, I and I know I'm not the only person who's noticed this. There is a certain approach to ancient texts that yeah. that runs through all of these people. They approach it with a literalist hermeneutic, right? So whether it's the Bible or whether it's the Constitution or the First and Second Amendment, yep. they approach it in a certain way. And there's yep. a common thread between the way they approach the Bible and the Constitution. And, and they cherry pick certain aspects. They take it out of context and they think that somehow in the 1700s before the bullet was invented yes that somehow the founding fathers were arguing the right to bear arms and they envisioned the ar-15 right no when they wrote these fucking things it took 10 minutes to shoot one round i'm hyperbole i'm hyperbolizing but the point being is that yeah, these were like muskets that you shoved down a barrel filled with gunpowder <laughs> and then inaccurately shot one ball. Yeah, that which was would like go randomly. Who knows where it's going? You know, <laughs> right, right. So and there was no rifling. There was no bullet. There was no rifling inside the barrels. None. Um, they were using muskets, uh, which again, like you said, between shots would probably take you if you were really good and you would really practice, maybe about two to three minutes. But there's even like a commercial of that where like it shows the people in an office building, they're all working, you know, and then a guy walks in with, with a gun, but it's a musket. And he's, he walks up to his boss and he goes, take this, boom. And he, of course he misses and everyone screams and runs. And then he, then the next scene is he's like, pull, he pours in the powder, you know, he's, he stamps it down. He finds a ball, he puts it in, he stamps that down. He gets a little thing, which is a you know little thing that makes sparks. And he puts it in a thing, he cocks it back. You know, it's like, uh... Yeah, I think by that time somebody could probably tackle him. Exactly. And this is again, this is the you're right. So there is this literalist, absolutist approach that we we see it in the way they approach the scriptures, and that's mm-hmm. frustrating enough. Um, but and then by scriptures, you, you mean the Constitution? <laughs> well, both. <laughs> yes, the Bible and the Constitution. Um, and again, it's like, well, no, the founding fathers said. As if the same way they would say, well, no, Paul said. Or Jesus or, said. Yeah. Or Jesus said, or God God said. Because really, yeah. God said it. If Paul said it, God said it. Or if Moses said it, God said it. And in a way, they take the same approach, almost as if God is the, the founding fathers, you know, are speaking for God. That it's your, because they'll say this, right? They'll say it's your God-given right. Uh, the Second Amendment protects your God-given given right to own a gun. Like, well, what are you talking about? And again, you know, um, these are the founding fathers 
Uh, let's let's be really honest. I saw I saw a wonderful clip from a guy the other day um, who made a wonderful point. He said, "Okay, if you want to go back to the Second Amendment, first of all, what it says is that a it, it guarantees that uh, every state is allowed to have a well regulated militia." Now, this is written at a time the U.S. government, the U.S. Uh, the the nation, uh, America, uh, United States of America, did not have a standing army, but it just started. So there was no army. There was no, you know, Marines, Air Force, Navy. There was nothing like that. So the average citizen was the only, quote unquote, army that America had at the time. So the Second Amendment was specifically to allow local communities to have people that were armed that would stand in for the military because there was no military to protect them and their state. So understand that's the reason why it was written. And and it's written when it uses the phrase you know a well regulated militia. The, the guy I saw the clip the other uh, on the on the social media the other day was making the point that you know okay fine if you think the Second Amendment protects your right to own an AR-15 or whatever it doesn't but that, that's another conversation. But even if you want to say that it did that that's what it does understand that what do you think well regulated means? It means there's going to be regulations. It doesn't mean no regulations. How how would that make sense? How how do you take the phrase in the Second Amendment that you have you have protected you know this right to have a well regulated militia and then therefore that means no regulations? That's nonsense. That's if nonsense. you want the Second Amendment, okay, fine. Then where's the regulation? That's what we're calling out for. Right. If anything, we should say, no, 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 no. I stand for the Second Amendment. I believe the Second Amendment. And where's my damn regulation? Where's the well-regulated part of this protection um, that it's regulated? That's what we're asking for. Could somebody please go back to the Second Amendment and create laws that actually, you know, uh, enforce this idea, uh, reinforce this idea that it that this quote unquote militia, which is a bunch of crazy dudes, white guys with, with weapons and firearms and, and semi-automatic rifles, um, that there would be, please, some regulation, well-regulated. Right. right. And again, that's because they're cherry-picking. They're not, they're not yeah. noticing that part. Um, in, in Switzerland, Switzerland is as much or more of a gun culture than we are. Wow. And you, and you wouldn't think that, right? It's yeah. Fucking yeah. Switzerland. <laughs> However, they're uh, they are well regulated. Yes. Like you pass background checks, you yep. pass extensive testing and, and, and they don't, and they find, you know, the, their rights to ha- own a gun are not infringed upon. They are just well regulated. They look at us as an absurd country yeah. that has this weird fascination with a owning a gun and B ha- having to show no uh, responsibility, no sort of, um, we, ha- we take a, a quick test in some states right? in order to have like a concealed carry permit or whatever. But in some states, you just fucking buy one. Well, Texas, yeah. The, thanks to uh, like, Governor Abbott just did. Yeah, you don't, you just go and get one and uh, carry it around loaded uh, in your back, in your belt while you go to the grocery store. And I know people that are that way, that they literally take a loaded firearm with them. They have it in their purse if it's a woman or if it's a guy, they have it tucked in their belt or in their pocket or in their in their ankle holster. Mm-hmm. And they can't go to the grocery store um, or the bank or anywhere out in public without this loaded weapon. I think, how insecure are you? And then here's the other thing about it. This is the myth, right? So when there have been shootings, 
Uh, and it, well, even there was one in El Paso, right? Uh, several, a couple of years ago, before we moved here, there was one uh, at the Walmart in El Paso. And again, this is El Paso. And there were people in that Walmart who had um, a permit and had their gun on them. And how many of them pulled out their gun during that shooting and fired back? None of them. And you know why? They were wetting their pants, running in terror, protecting yeah. their, their loved ones and their children, trying to find a place to hide. It's your automatic instinct. You know, I mean, even going the, the recent shooting in Uvalde, here are like 19 heavily armed with body armor trained SWAT team members who are terrified to go into that building because there's an 18 year old kid with two AR-15s. Like, you understand there's something that kicks in in your self-preservation like, well, crap, I hear this gun going off like pop, 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 and people screaming. My first instinct isn't to be you know, Rambo or Dirty Harry, like I'll, like you in your imagination, you think that that's what it's going to be. And this is the, this is part of that insanity we bought into. I think not the gun culture in America, but even just sort of the, the John Wayne mentality that we, that many of us have, it's like, well, you know, if I had a gun, the good guy with the gun is going to stop the bad guy with a gun. And you know what? That's just, that isn't reality. The, what? No, because because in order for your in order for your instincts to not, I mean, fight, flight, or uh, freeze. That's our right. three instincts. Yeah. There are some who have a fight instinct. Yeah. However, in order to be uh, tactical, in order to be efficient, you yeah. need extensive, extensive, extensive training. Yes. And the people who are a good guy with a gun aren't. They're just no. simply not. They're generally, yeah. and I'm not going to fat shame, but they're generally out of shape. Yeah. They're generally not trained. They're not mentally prepared for this. Right. You know, so they're not this Rambo shredded abs no. marine type <laughs> person. They just aren't. I, I see them. I know them because they talk the loudest. They carry yeah. their rifle. I see the pictures on social media. I'm like, this guy ain't doing shit when things go down. I'm right. sorry. They're not. Right. Nope. And, and, but they think they are. They, and then. They always, I, I, Jordan Klepper did a, a brilliant thing on this. He, he got his license and then he did this like tactical training. He ended up shooting the civilians. Yes. He ended up getting shot all that's the time. The, I mean, so like your, and the, I mean, the, the, I mean, obviously Jordan Klepper is hilarious, but he made the uh, awesome point of, I, according to the state, am trained. Yep. Quote unquote. Yep. And then in a real life situation, I'm fucked and I'm killing people who are fleeing from the scene. Right. Like, and that's the, the reality of it. Yeah, yeah. And so this is this is what we know. Adding more guns to the situation doesn't make anyone safer. For so many reasons. I mean, like, okay, like you just said, that is the truth. Quite often when there is sort of a quote unquote good guy with a gun in these shooting situations, if they manage to have the the bravery, right? The the courage, like, okay, I'm gonna pull out my gun and I'm gonna stop this guy. Yeah, well, in the heat of the moment, adrenaline is racing. They're just popping off shots. They end up shooting innocent people, like you said, or they just totally miss because it's really difficult to be accurate and calm in those situations. Mm -hmm. So you miss and then stray bullets hit innocent people. And this actually has happened um, a couple of years ago. There was a shooting, I think, at a bar or nightclub. There was an armed security guard. He pulled his weapon. He's in uniform. He's wearing a security guard uniform. He pulls his weapon. He's firing back. The cops show up, see a black guy in a security guard outfit with a gun shooting, you know, in a direction. They uh, open fire on him, assuming yep. he's the shooter that they're there to stop. Yep. And this is the, again, this is the other problem. The good guy with the gun. Now there's two people shooting. When the cops show up, 
How do they know which one's the good guy with the gun? Uh, who do they know to shoot back at, right? It's Again, we have this movie, this idea that's based on what the movies tell us, but then reality is just not the same. And then it's just not. if you want proof, I say this all the time, if you believe that more guns makes us safer, because I hear this all the time, right? well, no, what we need to do is give guns to teachers so that they can protect themselves. Or I guess now we need to give guns to surgeons and nurses uh, in hospitals. Did you did you see the um, Sasha Baron Cohen thing where they're yes children five year olds and there were people though in when he was like what we're talking about Sasha Baron Cohen had this thing what was the name of that special something about America it was uh, um, can't think of the name of it but this look, is people, America made in America I think um, it was maybe this is America or something like that something like that people, you should look it up because yeah the, he uh, he um, he it totally was, it was that it was that pranked. sheriff sheriff Arpaio. Yes, but he That's pranked cool. also like um, politicians yeah, yeah. who on camera were like doing ads, commercials for this stupid <laughs> idea that he had came up with of like arming uh, elementary school kids, kindergartners. Yeah, uh, that that was the way to safety. But like, okay, if you think that, yes, more guns make us safer, let, let's just see because it's really easy to say, okay, let's just look at the nation that has the most guns and see are they the safest? from crime and gun violence. Oh, that's us. That's America. We're the nation with the most guns. And are we the safest? Oh, no. No, no. We are the we have the most deadly shooting. And in fact, this this uh, this statistic blows my mind. Uh, there are actually two recent statistics that have come out. Um, so uh, according to a recent study, um, now in America, uh, guns, gun, guns and gun violence are the leading cause of death for children and teenagers in America. Mm-hmm. I just let that sink in. Think about this. Children in America, children and teenagers in America, the number one cause of death, it's not drugs, it's not it's not car accidents, it's not alcohol, it's it's not cancer. It's guns. Like holy crap, guys, we we have to admit we have a problem. Um and then the other statistic is this year and this year's only half over, but this year more children have been killed from guns, from gun violence, than police officers. That means it is more dangerous in America to be a child than it is to be a cop. That's unbelievable to me. And again, those kind, both of those statistics should make anybody. If you even if you love the NRA and you have a bunch of guns and hey I'm safe and I've never shot anybody and blah 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 okay that's fine but please please understand America has a huge problem and and the the one demographic that is suffering the most from our gun violence problem are our kids and and I get, look we're not even talking about taking away your guns but but let's be honest your guns are taking away our kids and that is unacceptable. So we have to find a way to talk about some of these solutions that are, again, common sense. Can we, if we, if we, if we think it's mental health, let's start funding mental health uh, initiatives. And um, that would, by the way, solve a lot of our homeless problem because a lot of our homeless people are homeless because we've been cutting uh, mental health uh, funding for giving, providing good care for people who have mental health issues. Uh, so that would be a great thing to do. But let's also make it harder for people who have, you know, diagnosed mental health issues from getting a gun. Let's do background checks to make sure that this person doesn't have mental health issues. Let's have red flag laws, uh, which, again, in all of these school shooting cases, 
Um, their teachers knew that this kid was troubled, right? I don't care which one it is. When you go and interview the teachers or, or the parents or the friends or the neighbors uh, of, the, of these shooters, they'll tell you, yes, this person was dangerous. This person bothered me. This person was troubled. There were red flags. Well, mm-hmm. okay, then let's put in place some red flag laws where then we can empower people and make it easier for them to report these kinds of situations. And that will then make sure, number one, that guy's not getting a gun. <laughs> he cannot go to Walmart and buy himself a, a, an AR-15. And so, you know, it's just like, yeah, there should be, it should, we should have better testing. You should require a license. You should have to uh, pass some tests. Um, yeah, you can't just throw guns at people and think we're making the world safer. That just isn't going to, no. we already and know. It, and it, proven. It, it, it has been proven. It's been proven in, in other countries. And the and, um, United States of America has a big issue with looking to other countries for guidance. Uh, we have this like narcissistic uh, yes. identity. We, we have to be, we're the best at everything. And yeah. it's like, no, we're actually not. So let's see what other countries do and follow their lead. Uh, we already mentioned Australia. Yep. If, if more guns is the solution... Why do they not have gun violence problems in Australia? It's yeah. like when we when we talk about prison reform, why don't we follow the Netherlands? Because they don't have recidivism rates and they have a restorative justice model rather than a punitive justice model. Yep. When we look at homelessness, well, what did Finland do to not have a registered homeless person in their capital city? Yeah. But we don't do that. Because we, I, I don't know what it is. It's about, it's, it's this American exceptionalism that has become like, a, it's far beyond like just being proud of your country or being proud of where you're from or proud of your heritage. It's become a problem. It's become its own almost mental health disorder. Yeah. We're so goddamn narcissistic that we refuse to look at the other countries because we view them as like this, we're the only free country. Which is ridiculous. We look at, you know, I mentioned Finland and Holland. You're like, oh, those socialist hellscapes or Australia, you know, those <laughs> dictators, those dictators taking away your guns. It's like, um, no, this idea that we're the only free country, it, you know, it comes back to this idea of like freedom is, is in the response, you know, freedom, having the ultimate freedom to do a bunch of stupid shit. That's, right. That's hardly freedom. Like, I want the freedom to not worry about my daughter who's going to junior high next year. Right. I want the freedom and your guns and your gun. Uh, it's like gun porn. Your, yep. your addiction to, to this thing has made us not free in the same way that we would be free, mentally free, psychologically free, spiritually free Yeah. To, to not worry about my daughter and like, Oh, the solution is, yeah, I want my daughter to go, Go to go to school where there's bulletproof windows, and we only got one exit and entry point, and we and like maybe send her in a bulletproof backpack. And it's like, oh, yeah. that's the freedom you want. Fuck your freedom. Right, right. And uh, when you talk about that whole thing about America, you know, we're number one. That whole mentality. I wrote a blog post some couple of years ago, and actually, people got angry at me that I wrote this, uh, and I was trying to find it, and I couldn't. I couldn't pull it up. But um, off the top of my head, it was basically along the lines of like. America, we're number one. We're number one in childhood obesity. We're number one in incarceration. We have more people in jail in our country than anywhere else in the world. Um, we're number one in gun violence. We're number one in you know um, 
teen suicide. We're no, number one in all these. It's like, yeah, we're number one, but in all these things that are horrible that we should be embarrassed about. And then, like you said, um, if we would have the ability to look at other nations who have solved problems that we are still struggling with, like everything I just said, incarceration, uh, obesity, uh, suicide, like they have, they have solved these problems uh, in ways that we have not yet. We do have something to learn. And again, it's, a, it's this American pride that we're the best, we're number one, but the truth is we're not. And and I like your point too about how uh, it's always anytime you criticize America on something like that, you know, you'll always get a pushback like, "Well, if you don't like it here, why don't you go somewhere else and see how much you like it?" You know, and then they always recommend things like, you know, see see how free you're going to be if you go to some third world country, right? Why don't you go to North Korea or Venezuela? Right, right, exactly. Like, well, what if I instead went to Denmark or Iceland or Finland or uh, Australia because actually or Canada because it actually is better there. And when it comes to these other issues, at least, right, they have better health care. Uh, they don't have a uh, they don't live in fear of that their kids are going to get shot even if they go to school. You know, all, all these things like uh, they don't they don't have more people in, in jail, you know, than any other nation in the world. Like they have a we better have five, We have five percent of the world's population and 25 percent of the world's incarcerated population. Uh, yep, that's right. That's right. If you don't like it here, go well. I don't. <laughs> how, is, how is that the solution to anything ever? I know that that means if you say this stuff like that, that means that you have no ability for self reflection, no ability for self critique. I mean, do you just anytime you t- face criticism? Well, if you don't like me, fuck off. Well, <laughs> well, that's also like too like what you're saying when you say that about America is like okay when you when someone tells you by the way here are the facts here's how bad it is. And your reaction is, if you don't like it, or go somewhere else. And what you're saying is, I have no desire. Like, I, I'm acknowledging, yes. But what I'm saying is, yes, this is bad. But I have no desire or, or commitment to fix it. Like, right. well, how, how is that something to be proud of? So Americans are people who know that they have these horrible problems, but are people that are refusing to fix those problems under under the banner of we're so great but you're not you're only great in your own mind if that's your reaction like that's we have to admit we have problems and we can't solve the problems well and this is the frustrating part is that a good majority of people think like that so when we're doing our stupid little podcast here and we have like 500 people listening the 500 people who are listening are like probably nodding along being like oh this is common sense i like this show this but the great majority of us don't want to fix this problem or they don't they don't think it's a problem or they have such a low level of understanding about how to fix the problem or what the problem actually is i mean like video game oh it's violent video games everyone has violent video games every country you don't think people in australia play violent grand theft auto (laughs) i was listening to david packman talk about this he grew up in um argentina i believe he was like, do you understand how many prostitutes I've killed in Grand Theft Auto 3? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I've done that. I've done that a lot too. I mean, you in Grand Theft Auto 3, you get, a, you get a prostitute and then you kill her and take the money back. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. totally fucked up. Yeah. And I've never once, A, wanted to get a prostitute or B, ever had the idea that I would kill anyone. Right. I don't own a gun. I don't want to own a gun. It's not... It's not the video games because other countries, I mean, in, in Asian countries, video games are huge. Oh, gosh, they yes. They don't have a violence problem in Japan like this. 
Right. Do you think they play video games? All their all their video games are like walking through a meadow. Like no, <laughs> they're playing this. They're playing Final Fantasy. They're uh, Japanese video games. That, there's a lot of violence. Yes, exactly. Japanese RPGs. They don't have the guy. So don't. Again, we're not looking to other countries. We're just spouting off these talking points and giving ourselves pats on the back as if right. we're accomplishing anything, but we're not. Right. Yeah, I, I just uh, I, I had to pull it up because he reminded me. There's a somebody shared a meme about Canada. It says, you know, uh, Canada has mental illness, but they don't have a mass shooting problem. Canada um, has no God in school, but they don't have a mass shooting problem. Canada does have divorce and broken families, just like America, but they don't have a mass shooting problem. Uh, Canada it has a lot of atheism, but they don't have a mass shooting problem. Uh, Canada has just as much alcohol and drug addiction related issues, but they don't have a mass shooting problem. Canada has a strict gun control uh, laws in place. And guess what? They don't have a mass shooting problem. So and again, this isn't hard to figure out. Um, well, let me yeah, let me just ask you, like, if you have an AR-15 or an AK-47, what do you need it for? I, I really want to know. Do you go hunting with it? Of course not. No, no. I know people that are hunters and they're like, to use an AR-15 if you went deer hunting, right? I know guys yeah. in, the, in the South, relatives of mine, friends of mine, they go hunting. And like, if, if you tried to take your AR-15 hunting with you, they would look at you like, what, dude, what are you doing? Because it's yeah. like, it's not very accurate, like in lo- for long range, like, because you need like right. a scope long range. Right. It's it's uh it's too loud, so it's gonna like totally like like yeah. I mean, it's gonna like scare everything away. And not that guns aren't loud, but like it's just really loud compared to other guns. And the bullet does so much damage to the animal when you shoot it. You ruin like, the meat. Yeah, you ruin the meat. So it's like it, no, that's you don't use that. You use like a thirty thirty or thirty out six or something like that. What so what scope? the fuck do we need these goddamn rifles for? Like I've I've never understood I know people with guns. I have family members with guns. And all they do is go to a range and shoot. Right. And, and it's like, like what? If you're, that's what? all you're going to do. Yeah. If that's all you're going to do, then that's fine. But you don't really, you don't need an AR-15 just to but shoot. what are you practicing target. for? Are you practicing right. for the apocalypse, the zombie apocalypse? Sure. Some the people ma- think they are. Yeah. They think they are. Yes. Well, I mean, I've been told this for 20 years and we're still like, okay, yeah, that's cool. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, well, I'll, why, I'll, I can... why do we prepare? Why do we prepare for the apocalypse with guns and not... How to garden, how to grow food, how right. to exchange with your neighbors. That's right. How to, how to, you know, how to, how to cook, how to can, how, how to, to make your own it. clothes. Yes, I, uh, that's exactly right. See, that's exactly right. That that whole idea of like, if there's an apocalypse, I need a bunch of guns so I can shoot my neighbors dead when they come for my canned peaches. And steal their shit. <laughs> right. But instead, what makes Where, more Where are you getting sense? your canned peaches from? You don't know how to can or grow <laughs> right. fruit. Right. But the... But the, but what makes more sense, and especially if you're going to call yourself a follower of Jesus, would be to like, instead of having a neighborhood watch, have a neighborhood meeting where everybody says, hey, guys, look, if something really did happen, we've got each other's backs, right? Bob over here, he's got a fallout shelter. Or this person over here, they've got like, they, they can store water. This person over here has a bunch of dried goods. And we're all going to share. We're all going to take care of each other. We're going to protect each other. Like, Okay, and, and and make sure everybody's kids, uh, you know, have enough to eat, and we're gonna we're gonna weather this storm together as a family because we're stronger uh, together. If like twenty or thirty families get together and form a network and a community to protect each other, that is gonna work much better than us shooting each other when we knock on the front door. Like that's just not a solution. That's just stupid. Um, but I, I want to go back to your question because, like, you know, I, in my past, 
when before I was married, when I I grew up in El Paso, uh, I was a conservative Christian. I listened to Rush Limbaugh. I was a member of the NRA. I owned a, a Winchester Defender 12 gauge shotgun with a pistol grip and a riot barrel, and I owned a Browning high power nine millimeter uh, pistol, and I owned a Ruger 22 pistol also. Now, those are the three main guns that I owned. And me and my friend uh, Lito, he was my friend since junior high. He owned uh, a nine millimeter pistol, a Taurus. He owned a shotgun. He also had a couple other guns. And we would regularly, I mean, this is what we used to do when I was in high school and college. Um, our favorite thing to do was to take all of our guns, even if we'd borrow some of our dad's guns, because our dads also, of course, had tons of guns. And we would borrow a bunch of guns. We'd have enough guns we could take over. We, we used to joke that we, we had enough, he and I had enough guns with us when we would go out into the desert. Uh, that we could probably take down the Mexican army. That was our joke. And we probably could have. At least in our minds, we could have. And um, so we'd go out there and we would camp, right? So we, we'd, we'd go out into the desert. There was this really cool, like, old abandoned rock house about, like, five miles out of city limits out in the desert. And we would drive out there, set up camp, um, you know, start a fire, uh, you know, take some food, eat, whatever, drink, have a good time. Uh, spend the night in the desert, and then the next morning, get up, and we would set up targets inside this uh, rock house. And my friend Lito is an artist, so he would draw uh, these really cool, like, you know, like, they looked really cool. They were like guys with guns, like holding a hostage and we'd, on cardboard, and we'd stick them all into this house. And then we would, like, go in like we were Miami Vice or something, like we were like Starsky and Hutch. We were like, so we'd have our guns, you know, oh, you go with the shotgun, I'm going to go with my 9mm, let's go. And we would go in there and, like, shoot targets and and then like evaluate, wow, oh, you, you hit the, you hit the hostage or whatever. So it's just play acting, right? We're having a good time. We thought, Hey, this is, we're going to be these heroes. I don't think we ever thought we would ever really be in a situation like that because we never carried our guns with us, you know, in actual life. But it was like, you know, you were having a good time. It was kind of fun to pretend with a real gun, you know, Hey, look at us. We're, we're, we're badasses. And um, we thought we were sort of there's like in a way it's sort of like saying like, hey, look at me. I'm a badass. I'm really good with a gun. Although the truth is we weren't. We were horrible. <laughs> we were bad shots. <laughs> but uh, if, if that was a real situation, we would have probably killed a bunch of hostages. But, um, but you know, like that's the level of what we were doing. It's like we were having a good time. We were shooting some targets. And again, that was fine because like I never once ever thought if I got emotionally upset, if I got angry – like, I'm going to go get my gun and solve this problem. You know what I mean? We just never thought that way. But, you know, on that level, if you're like, okay, I, I, I want these guns because I have a good time going out to the shooting range or going out if you live near the desert and, and shoot a bunch of, you know, cans or bottles and or targets. And, you know, it's, it's, it's fun, you know, to do that. Okay. Okay, fine. I don't want, I don't want to take anybody's right to do that. Then, then but that's what that we're you... saying. We're just, right. what we're saying is to have, that weapon it should be something where you do have to go through a background check you do have That's to right. have pass a test um you do have to be responsible you do have to lock that gun in a safe you do have to keep the ammunition separate from the gun so that a child can't find it because so many kids are, are, are either kill themselves or kill a, a playmate or sometimes kill their parents when they get access to these guns that are kept fully loaded you know and they're too accessible in the in the home Again, these are just common sense things. That's all uh, I think people want. We're not. We don't. We're not saying we're going to have the police knock on door by door and and confiscate your every gun in your house. 
we know, first of all, realistically, that's impossible. There are more guns in America than there are people. Yep. So that's just not going to happen. But, we, you know, you can also do like buyback pr- programs. A lot of these nations who have uh, solved their gun shooting, mass shooting problems have had uh, gun buyback programs where, you know, you, you drive up, no questions asked, hand, hand them your gun and you get you get a voucher for like grocery store cards or, or just flat out money um, for doing this. And so, again, we're taking guns off the streets. Um the potential for gun violence goes down when you do that. We're compensating you for 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 that for this processing. It's voluntary. Um, but if you are going to have access to to these weapons, they have to be stored in a safe place. You have to pass, you know, reasonable checks and and have a license and and, and be trained and all that kind of stuff. Like I, I just feel like if we did these things. And again, I think we've got to raise the age. Nineteen-year-old kids shouldn't have access to these guns. Twenty-one at least. Yeah, uh, and, and again, the open carry thing is just ridiculous. You have to have a permit to to carry your gun in public. There's just, I mean, if we even treated it just like cars, almost the DMV, car insurance, being able to rent a car. You can't even be tw- you have to be 25 to rent a car. Yeah. Um, you know, you have to register your car every year in yeah. California. Every year, in some states, every two years, whatever. Point being, you have to register your car. You have to pass a driver's test. Yeah. Um. You had. You know. So even again. Yeah. We're not saying we're going around door to door. We're not. No, people are advocating for that for complete gun confiscation. Most of us realize that's not possible, or even probably that beneficial. Right. We're, most of us are just asking for to treat guns like we do other things that are dangerous that bear responsibility. Yep. I.e. Yep. cars. Um. You know, I mean, yeah. if we treated everything like guns, there'd be businesses serving alcohol without liquor licenses there. I mean, there would be like pharmacies without trained pharmacists. Sure, exactly. It's absurd. And, you know, if we're like, well, maybe we should have these pharmacists have a degree and be trained. Oh, they're going to take away our rights to get. It's like, no, it's just it's this weird thing where guns come into the equation and a lot of us just get so bent out of shape and think we're again going to spiral down. You take away the guns and we're going to turn into Nazi Germany by 2024. And it's like, yeah, what universe are you living in? Right. It doesn't make any sense. There are there are so many instances of countries who don't have gun violence problems who aren't they're, they're in way better shape than us. They yeah. aren't some sort of dictator tater type place there's just they're just not and right. if you think they are either you you're too ignorant to speak on the issue or you're too stupid yeah and it, it's also fascinating to me you know we we uh, a couple of episodes ago we did one on um the whole abortion um issue as well it's like it's so funny because the same people who are telling us that um banning and making you know uh assault rifles illegal won't stop uh gun violence but they want to, but they want to tell you that if you make abortions illegal, that that'll stop abortion. Yeah. Um, but all they've done is all they've done is made uh, safe abortions illegal. That's right. So, like you know, you can't say banning things doesn't work after you just finished banning something. So you have to understand. Yes. Okay. Maybe maybe making certain things illegal would be helpful to a point. Again, right? We we have to recognize that you know we're not saying go all the way. We're not saying take away everybody's gun. This whole slippery slope argument 
Um, but because by the way, I, I don't know if I mentioned this, but maybe I mentioned this in the other episode as well. But both sides will use that slippery slope argument, right? They'll say, mm-hmm. um, "Well, no, we can't allow, we can't have any regulations on any abortions at all for any reason, because to have any laws uh, regulating any abortion for any reason means that eventually they're gonna they're gonna make all abortions illegal." Well, that isn't necessarily true. Like you, you actually could say, "All right." Under certain conditions, to a certain point, okay, yeah, maybe maybe abortion shouldn't be uh, free for everybody. Maybe this should be un- only in exceptions with a doctor's uh, with a, a approval or you know a consultation or something like that. Um, that's again, these are common sense things. And on the gun side too, like no, we're not saying um, the, the idea that well to pass any restrictions or regulations on guns means that they're all of a sudden going to come and take all of your guns. No, that's not what we're saying. But to a point, certain guns shouldn't be available to certain people uh, under without certain conditions. And again, there this slippery slope thing is just we have to get beyond this because otherwise we can't yeah. talk. We we can't that's, talk. We can't have a reasonable conversation. And at some point, everyone believes in some sort of gun regulation. I mean, right? It hasn't been a slippery slope yet. Like, okay, so let's take going back to the fundamentalist interpretation of the second amendment yeah uh if that covers ar-15s it also covers grenade launchers mortars yeah. bazookas depleted uranium ammunition right i mean so because they couldn't have foreseen any of that right when right. they wrote those laws so why would the second amendment cover your right to bear an ar-14 but not my right to bear a grenade launcher and if i want to open carry a grenade launcher then what right do you have to take it away from me? I mean, so this is hopefully a reductio ad absurdum to realize that the the way in which people argue for the right to bear arms could lead to some really stupid conclusions that they themselves yeah. probably, they wouldn't be okay with me having a um, nuclear weapon and being able to use <laughs> that or depleted uranium ammunition. Right. Um, so, but it hasn't become a slippery slope to being our guns confiscated. We do have some sort of stop, right? Right. Everyone has a line, and they probably have a line too. We're just saying, let's move the line a little further to That's take right. away. That's to, all we're to saying. Like, to, to not have access to these weapons that serve no use except for killing a lot of people really quickly. That's exactly right. Yeah. And again, that, that you make a good point too, because I know a lot of people. Um, when I was in the in the NRA and I was a gun owner, one of the other sort of justifications for the reason why they believe every American has the right and should have the right to own these high-powered rifles and weapons and things like this um, is because they think that that the main reason for there to be a Second Amendment is so that if our government ever becomes oppressive, um, we can, we can this quote-unquote well-regulated militia, uh-huh. the, the, the populace, the people, uh, right. have to be well-armed so that we can go to war against our own country and over and uh, and um, fight our own military and uh, and you know uh, overthrow a corrupt government. Now the problem with that is number one, that's not what the Second Amendment is about. And two, you know, okay, maybe way 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 back when that would have been possible because you know the when there finally was a, a, mili- a U.S. military, their guns were muskets. And your gun is a musket. So there you go. It's equal. You're a guy. They're a guy. They have a musket. You have a musket. Hey, it's an even match. Um, 
maybe even a few years after that, they have a rifle with with a, well, a bullet with rifling in the barrel, and you have the same rifle with rifling in the barrel. Okay, you know you have a good chance. Listen, the U.S. military today is so advanced. I don't care how many shotguns you have in the back of your truck. You are not going to fight and win in a in a battle against the U.S. military. They have drones. They have night vision. They have guided missiles that can come down your chimney and blow you up in bed before you roll over. Uh, they have tanks. They have jets. They have satellite weapons. Like, come on, people. You are, you are not going to fight a battle against the U.S. military and win. It won't even be – they won't even have to get out of bed. They can push a button exactly. and you're dead in an instant. So that's not going to happen. I'm sorry, Kevin, but <laughs> the last thing you're going to hear is like, and then you're annihilated. You're not going to shoot down a drone with your AR-15, no matter how much of a fucking badass you think you That's are. Exactly right. Exactly right. So yeah, that that myth is over. It's just <laughs> never ever going to happen. Yeah, don't and you. I don't think you need to be afraid of that. <laughs> yeah. So man, I don't know. Um, this this topic. It's frustrating. I've actually, I've wanted to write a blog post about this, but I just can't. I get so upset. I get so emotional about it. Um, I haven't been able to do it yet. So I'm glad we're doing a podcast on this topic. Um, because, you know, you well, first of all, we had the Buffalo shooting. And then like a few weeks later, we had the Uvalde shooting, which just still bothers me, honestly. Uh, it still emotionally bothers me. Uh, I think it's not just how horrific it was that, this 18-year-old kid went in and, and killed 19 children. Um, but but that the police did nothing. Like, that's really frustrating to me. The whole, that again, that's another myth that just got abolished. This idea that the only way to stop a good guy, a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun because... Yeah, you had a whole SWAT team full of whole SWAT team, good guys, good guys with tactical guns. gear. Like, yeah, yeah, didn't, didn't like, do anything. Didn't stop anything. No, I mean, it, at that point, they're just cosplayers who think that they want, to, right. they want to dress up like G.I. Joe. That's exactly what like, it is. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's, and uh, and then, then, you know, then we just had, a, uh, like a week later, we have this shooting um, in Tulsa at this hospital. So, yeah. and, and it won't be the last, you know. Um, I made a comment. Not. Yeah. No. I made a comment the other day about how I was watching Obi-Wan on Disney+. Plus. And uh, the the Obi Wan show opens with a school shooting. I was like, yeah. "What the hell? How do they? Why are they doing that?" Apparently, uh, the most recent episode of Stranger Things also had, does has a school shooting um, as well. And when I say school yeah, shooting, not, what I mean is a, it's not a school shooting, but it, it's a yeah. There's a bunch of children who are killed. Yeah. Okay, okay, um, but yeah, in the, in the Obi Wan thing, it's showing more detail of a scene that we uh, that was alluded to, I think, in. Revenge of the Sith or something where uh, the, the the Sith go into the Jedi Academy and kill a bunch of kids. Yeah, it's the Order, Order 66. Order 66, right. Yeah. And so actually people are arguing with me on, on Facebook when I said that, like, it wasn't a school. It was a, it's a temple. I go, I'm sorry. It opens with a teacher teaching these children something. The door opens, a bunch of stormtroopers run in with guns shooting at the kids. And uh, and so the, the the particular kids that we are following in this uh, in this scene, they manage to get away because the teacher dies fighting them off. But every but as the camera pulls back, you see every single other kid getting massacred with along with their teachers. It's a school shooting. I mean, they run in with these, these stormtroopers run in with guns. 
they shoot and kill all the teachers and all the kids except for these five that we see uh, in the opening scene. And um, anyway, it bothers me so much. And we were talking. So anyway, there was a dialogue going on on Facebook about that. And um, and then somebody was saying, well, you know, yeah, that's true. They they should have waited a little longer. And then somebody else made the point of waited till when? Because like, how are they supposed to know? Like every day we we have the potential of another shooting like this. So they basically have to hold off a scene like that indefinitely because there's a shooting all the time now. It's happening so often. Yeah. That's why I don't like this whole thing. Well, people just want to politicize. This is not the time to have that conversation. It's never the time. When is the fucking time? There will right. be another one next week. That's right. That's the That's fucking right. hor- horrific thing about this is there's never the right time to make it to make a political. To- and it's like everything's political. Your Second Amendment defense is political. Like you can't. I mean, it. it you have to have the conversation because we should have had the conversation decades ago. Yeah. Well, at least after Sandy Hook or Columbine, like you know, those would have been. That's when we should have had these conversations. And 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 again, by having these conversations now, hopefully we can do something that would prevent. This should be our goal. We want to prevent the next one. And so whatever we do or don't do now is going to determine whether there is a next one. Exactly. Yeah. And, and if they're again, fucking, if they're, if they're more, we have more guns now than Columbine. That's I right. I guarantee it. So it, oh, so yeah. why didn't that fix it? We got right. more guns. Why didn't that fix it? Oh, because we don't have guns in the school. That That's another one. I know we're running up on the hour here, but I, I want to bash my face through a window <laughs> when I hear these people talk. The teachers who are teaching our kids critical race theory. I, I should put that in like big reverb, critical race theory. The kids, <laughs> the teachers who we have to, you know, who, who are not fit to pick books for our schools. Right. The teachers who are grooming our kids to be LGBTQ. Yeah. Let's give them guns. Sure. Like you fucking idiots. Do listen to yourself. You can't trust the teachers, right? You can't trust the school t- system. It's corrupt. It's indoctrinating our children. And your solution is to hand them guns to defend from these shooters when SWAT teams won't even do it. Right. But no, give a teacher who makes 40K a year a gun <laughs> right? because that's going to be your solution. You are fucking, oh, Right. God. So now, now they have to not only be your kid's teacher, they have to be your kid's parent. They have to be your... Your kids' uh, guidance counselors, psych, uh, psychologist, and um, armed guard, and armed guard. Uh, but we also don't trust you to teach our kids these things because you're only trying to make them liberal and and make them feel bad for racism, and you're going to try to turn them gay. Also, right. also that's that's another part of it. Like, <laughs> do you even hear yourself? Yeah, it's ridiculous. It, it is ridiculous. it is so ridiculous. And I want to I want to just say something about what you were uh, a comment you made, like you know about this being a political issue. Um, because I've taken, I've gotten a lot of flack from people because I've been on social media pretty, pretty vocal about the just the, the, the craziness of the the reaction and the response to you know the gun violence from the Christian evangelical conservative community, and people have said Keith, you know, um, because famously, you know, Keith, you wrote this book Jesus Untangled, and you talked about how Christians shouldn't be involved in politics and blah blah blah, and it's like, yeah, I, I haven't really changed my stance on that, because but to me. This is not a political issue. This is a justice issue. And and when you see an injustice, and I'm sorry, this is an, the biggest, one of the biggest injustices in America today, that guns are the number one cause of death for children and teenagers in America. That is now our reality. That is an injustice. I can't think of any worse injustice at the moment than that. 
And for us to not speak out against that injustice, for us to not cry out for every single person in America, whoever they are, to recognize this problem and to say, we need a solution to this problem. We need common sense solutions. If the solution that we that we can come up with is to make it more difficult for people, for younger kids or for uh, people who, who struggle with mental illness issues to, ha- to have access to weapons of mass destruction and, and, and machine guns and, and semi-automatic rifles and AR-15s and things like this, then so be it. But that, we cannot do nothing. We cannot sit back. Uh, we can't hide behind all this other rhetoric and nonsense. It's time to recognize that this is a problem. This is an issue. So to me, it's an issue of justice. And it's a thin line. I get it. I understand there's a, there's a thin line between justice and politics. Um, but to me, uh, this is something that I'm so excited about. I'm not excited, passionate about, um, emotional about that. Um, yeah, I, I just cannot, I cannot sit back and, um, and again, do nothing about this. I, I feel like we've yeah. got to do something about it. Well, well, well said. I think maybe, maybe next episode we can discuss that, um, that thin line between politic and justice and yeah. maybe flesh that out a little more, but we're up against an hour. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> the show has gotten heavier and heavier. We need to like, <laughs> a, we need to have an episode about, I don't know, something, something a little lighter. What's your, what's your favorite entree or. Yeah, that's true. Or maybe, uh, yeah, I don't know. <sighs> Well, you know, we were doing those Alyssa Childers ones. I mean, those are yeah. at least kind of lighter, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Reaction maybe. videos, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, we got, or, you know, listen, if you're listening to this podcast, if you made it this far, God bless you. Uh, hey, suggest a topic. That would be great. If something you'd like to hear us talk about. Uh, yeah. We'd like to know about it. Yeah. So, all right. Well, Keith, thank you. Everyone, rate and review on iTunes. That would be wonderful. And uh, go check out our other show, Heretic Happy Hour at heretichappyhour.com. Check out Keith on Pathios and myself on Pathios, and uh, we'll see you next time. Yep. Thanks so much.